Welcome to the It's All Fine and Danji podcast, where hosts Dan and Angie talk with creatives, small business owners, charities, and all kinds of interesting people. It's all real talk. It's all fine and dangy. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. And we have some very interesting guests in studio today. I I know Dan has a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. I do, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what is this? What's that? What is this? I tried to read a little bit on the website, but not too much because I like to be surprised with some of the things. So we have Dr. Carolina Brandon and Julie Turner from AirMed Wellness Center here in Orlando. And Julie is the integration and life coach there at the center. And then the doctor is the doctor, obviously. <laughs> awesome. I can't believe you remembered that title. Good for you. Because I, I forgot. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I, I did a little sneak peek on, on the notes, you know, but hey, you know, that's what I did. But um, welcome, guys. Thank you so thank much you. for thank joining you. Thank us. Thank you for having us. Excited to have you on. When Julie reached out and um, told me what she was doing, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. So we'll get right into it. Anyway, it's, it's a wellness center so you know all things wellness basically but you were just gonna tell us something before we started recording about a technique that you use at the center well we work with psychedelic assisted therapy mm-hmm. which is of, super interesting to me that's like it's a cutting edge thing now isn't yes, it yes mm-hmm. yes it is it is wow and we were talking about how to express ourselves in the podcast and what words were allowed and not allowed. Uh-huh. <laughs> but one of the exercises that we encourage the patients to use is eloquence. So we encourage them Ooh. to use the most elegant words that they could possibly find. It's a neuropath pathway, I'm sorry, in your brain that detaches you from bad areas in the brain. We use a different neuropathway for usual language, uh-huh. and for bad words. Oh. So when you're dropping the F-bomb and the S-bomb or whatever word that you choose, that is bad to you. And it could be in your own language. It doesn't have to be, it's not specially for English or anything else. Yeah. It's just what it, the word means to you. You use a different neural pathway. And the bad one goes very close or is physically very close to bad memories in your brain. Wow. So we encourage the patients to speak very eloquently. Find new words, find old words, find something different. How about that? Because I always thought of it as like, especially I live in the corporate world in my day job. I'm in conference calls all the time. So we're very proper and there's not, but when that word is used, which is very few, it feels like a power word, like everybody's attention now. I, I say it puts... See, I should start retraining my brain because I say it puts emphasis on stuff. Sometimes so it, I should find another one. Like that's what you need. It yeah. makes you feel better sometimes, right? Almost. It does. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's called. But it's different when you say it occasionally mm-hmm. to put emphasis on something. That when you use it all the time, and your brain goes immediately into that, especially the younger mm-hmm. generation, that they will curse constantly. Yeah. yeah. Everything is like, bro, you this, you that. Yeah. And then they're using that neural pathway, and it's not healthy for them. Yeah. So use your more, more eloquent words yep. and then just drop the F-bomb when necessary. See, okay. I would, I, that makes <laughs> okay. sense to me because in my younger years, I cursed a lot. It's almost like you're trying to prove a point when you're just yes. saying it all the time. It reminds exactly. me, so when you're younger and you discover cuss words and when you're away from your parents uh-huh. and can say, you know, naughty, say them, it. it reminds me of the movie I, Robot, where... Um, oh, who's the actor you like? Um, Will Smith is Not in that Will one, Smith, isn't he? Not Will Smith, the young kid... Um, 
He played in Holes. Oh, Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. He's cussing, and the cussing doesn't make any sense. It's like he's just using every cuss word that he can. And Will Smith's like, shut, well, stop <laughs> well, cussing. Stop, <laughs> because it's horrible. Like, and so it yeah. reminds me, sometimes when you talk to people, though, it's a good point that you make about using different, using it, you know, replace it with something else. Because sometimes when you have a conversation with some people and they say it so much, you feel like you've got more dumb by yeah. the end of the conversation. Well, well yes. you yes. say eloquently, and I love that. So I'm a, a writer. I write novels as well. And I, as a writer, I think all writers could probably say this, I love language, and I love the way that certain sentences are put together, and sometimes things hit you because of the structure of a sentence. Absolutely. I agree with you. So that's that's interesting. I'm sure yeah. you would know like the psychological reason why a certain thing hits you a certain way, but I just feel it. You know, you can feel it. I wish I knew. I don't know why that happens. I don't know if it's known yeah. in the medical world why certain words are the way they're put together. Yeah. They just have an effect on you that is different than on her and on her, or it means something different when we're using exactly the same words and it's a different language. Yeah, the way it hits you. We're learning and psychedelic therapy now, it's opening a door that is so much bigger than what we're doing right now. It's so not surprising. Just at the beginning of figuring it out, what we can do in the mind, what is going on. And actually, before coming here last weekend, I was reading about, you know, refreshing my mind and my knowledge because there's articles coming all the time about psychedelic therapy. Mm -hmm. So I was reading this article. I have a tendency to stay with medical articles, right? Not opinions by other people, yes. but just the serious studies. So I was reading on the neurotransmitters and the receptors that we have in the brain that are allowing us to do, discover all this therapy and the applications of this therapy. At the end of this very long study, very difficult to read, they say, well, the proposed mechanism of action is this. We think this this is the way it's working, yeah. but it may not be. So we really so the, word, the word we think after all that mm-hmm. that you just read, you put yes. in all that time and you're it, like, absolutely. What? Is it because it's just, it's so new? Is that? Well, it's not really new. Well, I mean, the psychedelic side, isn't it somewhat within the past 10 years or so? Is it? It's, it's been happening for decades, but now it's just more on the forefront. Like the FDA yes. is part yeah. of it. And oh, I would say, yes. in, in, but in new science, it's been happening for decades. Mm-hmm. But it, this, this you can trace back thousands, thousands oh, of years into, yes. you know, people's you, know yeah. you, you, you also remind me, I think it's more formally, I don't want to go too much off the deep end, which I will if, if I'm not kept in check here by Angie, <laughs> check. but I just read last week about like a CIA program that was, that mm-hmm. was, uh, it's just been declassified. And I was reading it to her this morning mm-hmm. and you're like, are you That's kidding me? Where it's talking about psychedelics and out of body experiences. And yeah. this was what the CIA literally believed you could do with psychedelics in yeah. your brain. So there's, there's obviously there's something to it. Studied a long time here. In the yeah. yeah. So, so before we kind of get into those type of, um, medications, I guess we could um, call them. So your clinic treats, uh, mainly like was kind of founded on PTSD, depression, anxiety, a whole list of other things that we'll kind of get into. Yeah. Um, and we're using you're using a specific psychedelic to treat these. 
Ketamine. Yeah. Ketamine. Which, um, and that's what, when Julie, because she had her own story behind this, mm-hmm. um, you know, was she was just, you know, very, I could hear it in your email when you sent it to me. You're like very passionate about, you know, finding this and how it's helped you. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, let's find out a little bit about ketamine. Like, what is it? Well, what is can I back us up just a minute? I okay, just want to up. find out why you started AirMed. I'm just interested in why you started the business before we get into the oh, nuts and bolts. I guess we should find out that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. My oldest son is a Marine. Yep. And through him, I was exposed to the brutal amount of PTSD, oh, anxiety, yeah. and depression, suicidal uh, that we have in our veterans. Oh, yeah. Uh, it completely broke me, broke him to have his kids from his platoon commit suicide after they came back yeah. from being deployed. When you think everything's supposed to go back to normal. But exactly. Yeah. But they're exposed to such intense situations there. You know, everybody fantasizes about what's going to happen when you go to war. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be this hero that you see at the movies. Well, it's not like that. Oh. So they come yeah. back and they have lost the capacity to be back into their normal life with normal people not being under stress all the time. Yeah. That, it, it switches something in their brain. So it's very difficult for them when they come back. So they commit suicide when they come back. Oh. And my son is a very smart man and he couldn't, you know, it's like nothing could help us and medications, forget about it. I'm not going to be put into this, you know, series of antidepressants and this and that. Oh, yeah. And none of them want right? yeah. None of them want So I'm a doctor, you know, trained in traditional medicine and I didn't know what to do. I had no argument for him. Right. And I literally stumbled upon a study from John Hopkins about these doctors that were working underground with LSD, treating veterans with PTSD. Mm. And these doctors are risking their lives doing this. I mean, they can lose their license, they can lose a patient and go to jail, Mm -hmm. anything. So I read this article and I'm like, hmm, that really captured my attention. So I started reading and reading and reading and going more at it. After about two and a half years, close to three years of reading, talking, sending emails to these people that were doing these studies, and we're talking eight years ago, so they were kind enough to reply to me, send me information, you know, they would share their stories with me. Yeah. I said, well, you know, I have to do something about it. Like, if I believe what I'm reading, I have to try it. Yeah. And until I do so, I can't really tell a true story. Yeah. Right. So I went ahead and I tried some of them myself. The experience was life-changing, like I would say. Absolutely life-changing. And that opened a door. I was able wow. to help other people doing that. And it came to a point that this, it, it just, it was a, a rock on my shoe. It was something in front of me that I could not do. Yeah, I had to do it. Um, is it? That's a, that's a very interesting backstory, and I know Angie wants to get into you know what it is and how it yeah. works. But is it legal now? Because you talk about how it yes, didn't ketamine used to be. is. Yeah, wow. Ketamine is legal. There are other ones that are not legal yet. Hopefully, uh, yet. yet. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're getting a couple of them um, FDA approved in the next year, twenty twenty three. It's going to be MDMA, and hopefully twenty twenty four psilocybin. That I was going to ask mushrooms. about psilocybin yes. specifically. Yeah. Yeah, we're hoping that twenty twenty four is going to be the year for psilocybin. All the studies are on phase three. Yeah. And it's going to be, I think, the social pressure that this is working. Yeah. Was going to be to the point that it's going to 
people are going to charge, like the FDA is going to say, okay, we have to do this. And the break point with the FDA is that it makes the insurance, it, it, it makes them pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the big barrier now that insurances are not paying and for And a it. lot of people mm -hmm. won't do it, even if they think it might be helpful, if it's going to break them and they're yes. going to, you know, lose everything because it costs so much. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Wow. So it's... Uh, and, and you had this purpose behind it too. You see your son suffering. You see, you know, he's not only suffering from the PTSD. Now he has friends that he's lost because of this, which is something that's treatable as you are improving right? yes i mean it's being it's like years it, of therapy yeah in just a few sessions it's it's a it's phenomenal yeah i mean i will talk off the air but i i have a general interest in it honestly because yeah. i think we all have uh certainly not to the level of like being a marine and much respect to that but i think we all have some form of if you had a violent childhood or a bad mm -hmm. you know childhood like i had then you you're carrying stuff Yes. Yeah, even if you went to regular therapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I love what you said, um, Carolina, about trying it yourself first. Because yeah, me too. how yeah. can you promote something if you haven't experienced it? So, and it, and it was life changing to you, for you. And I know, Julie, you have your own story as well. Can you go into a little bit of that about what just kind of where, how did you get there? How did you get to this, um, this type of therapy? Well, I took the long road for the last few years. I've been, um, I, I started actually with, um, ayahuasca ceremonies mm -hmm. and just other, other, um, psychedelics and plant medicines. And that actually, and, and I had a psychedelic assisted life coach that I was working with and mm. she introduced me to at home, small doses of ketamine after our sessions. And for me, after the the big events I'd already gone through with plant mm -hmm. medicine, within the the ketamine was like was able to almost seep into the dark recesses that were exposed now, but not coming. Interesting forward. way to say wow. that. Yeah, it was really phen phenomenal for me. It was really profound and effective. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, my cold is wheezing. Oh, that's okay. Um, that's okay. Based on that, I reached out to um, Carolina and said, "Hey." This I this is my passion. This is my purpose. Let's let's hook up and and it was it was just it was meant to be because she responded and we we just hit it off and it's been just a wonderful I wouldn't say partnership but just a, we just yeah. you know we're two peas in a pod yes. for sure oh I Absolutely. love that I love that and yes. I I know we're gonna walk through this in the conversation it's like one yeah. of these things where I'm so excited to find out more <laughs> because I. Eh, Full disclosure, when I was in high school and stuff, I was a partier and we smoked pot and did all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And everyone was would do LSD once in a while. Yes. I did it once and it scared me really bad. So I didn't do it anymore. And so I've always been afraid of psychedelics and afraid that taking a psychedelic is going to open this portal in my brain. I'm going to have this horrible experience and end up in like a mental institution. So I really would like to get into what it does and how it works. And you know, the, the number one thing that number one difference really is they all are different, right? But it's set and setting. You were in a party, you weren't mm -hmm. safe. Right. So you're safe in the clinic or, or where, whatever it is, if you're, if it's set and setting and intention or set. Yeah. It's a totally different follow up. And you're walked through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and it can right? be scary, but yeah. it's scary from a safe place yeah. with people that keep you safe. Yes. Yeah, as opposed that. to just being in a party and 
You're and and I also, right. I think it has to do with dosage as well. And that it's not just like they're not giving somebody you a bunch of beers first. You're, right. you're yeah. not just no. going to in the street right. and being right. like, Hey, give me some of that. Right. You know, that's a totally different experience <laughs> when you know? get that from anywhere. Uh, off of the course, street. of course. But I wanted to address the anxiety around doing it. Cause I'm sure I'm not the only one that's like, that might be really beneficial, but I'm kind of scared, mm-hmm. you know? Do you get that from patients that are afraid? We do. Every one of them. We do. We do get a lot of anxiety around what is inside of me that I am perfectly fine avoiding it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suffer, but I can survive without going into those dark places. Right. Now you're going there. Right. And you're doing it on purpose. My dad mm-hmm. used to say, keep the wolves at bay. Exactly. You it's know? like the devil exactly. I know versus the devil I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what Julie said is so true. You know, you come to us and from the moment you walk in, every word we say is directing into putting you in a good place so you will be able to relax and open up mm. and not be afraid of going to these dark places and checking them out. Because now when we have those dark places, let's say, you had them as a memory of the moment that they happened when you were 10 or 12 and you had that violent moment right you keep that memory as it is now you're going back to that memory but you're not the same person yeah you're a different person now you have grown up you have other defense mechanisms and you're looking at the same memory from another angle it's like the butterfly effect movie where he goes back he reads his journals and he goes back to those traumatic times and exactly it's exactly but but from a safe yeah from a safe place now you can open your eyes and you will see that you're at the clinic, you're safe, you have a monitor, I'm around, Julie's sitting with you, if you need to hold a hand or say something, or if you're shaking, a lot of people shake, so we give them, you know, warm blankets, and yeah. we keep, we make you feel safe. Yeah. So going to explore those memories is not as scary, and actually very healing, because you revisit yeah. them, and you can see, look at that, I was you know, 10 and that happened to me. Well, I'm not 10 anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now I can analyze that. Okay. That happened, but I'm okay. And I survive or what were the reasons involved into that? It just helps you to revisit the trauma helps you heal. And you can, you, cause you can release it cause it's still there. Right. And if you just ignore it and tamp it down, it's still affecting you emotionally and physically like, eventually yeah, and physically Me, physically all that what's the thing i say just stuff it down just stuff it right don't, down don't, don't, stuff don't, it down. don't look at <laughs> it exactly just don't look at it yeah. don't release look at it. it don't look release at it. it but it do, but i love the way you said that because that was going to be one of my next questions is i've been to regular therapy for many years and i found it to be very helpful but i always wondered when you're combining it like this is does it make it easier to get to and then easier to release because you know in regular therapy sometimes it's years of mm-hmm. before yeah. you figure out what the real problem mm-hmm. is anyway yeah yep. and kind of walk us through it so what would a session look like because it sounds like you might um have a, have a consultation first like kind of walk us through the process of what a um a, a session would look like well the first step is to get in touch with me i will talk to all my patients. I interview all my patients. Usually we do it on the phone. It's easier. Mm -hmm. And you fill out some applications, some forms that would, you know, give me all your medical information because there are some contraindications or some things that I I need to be aware of. The interview makes you tell if you can or can't do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. From the medical point of view, if you're allowed to, if it's safe to give ketamine to you. Mm. Some people we have said, I'm sorry, you know, I cannot. 
Because they have like a heart condition or something? If they like have that. a heart condition, if you have a thyroid condition, if they have, you know, high pressure in their brain for a tumor or something else. Oh, okay. There are a few contradictions. Thank God there are only a few of them. And I can work around most of them because my background is anesthesia. So that's, oh, you wow. know, it's very mm-hmm. easy for me to do. Oh, of course. So, you know, most of the people are allowed to come. They can come. But we do, you know, the initial conversation. I explain a lot of things. I listen sometimes for a very long time because the mm. patients, they call me, they're at the last moment. They're desperate. Yeah. They've tried. They've exhausted They've tried everything, everything else. else. They're okay. they frustrated with what they're doing. They're tired of taking medications or not getting better or they're, they're very deep into their dark places yeah. and they need to get out of it. So they build up the courage. So they call me and I try to make on that first call, make you feel comfortable enough that you have enough knowledge about what's going to happen to come to the center. Yeah. Once we make an appointment, you come to the center, you know, you can't eat for four hours prior. We prepare you. Don't take this medication. Take that one. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so aware. It's like a full on medical procedure. It it's is. like when you're going to get surgery or something. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Wow. My interview is totally medical at that point. You don't realize that I'm doing that Yeah. because I will guide you in a different way. But that's what we're doing. And then we I communicate with Julie. We're in agreement of what this person needs, what they're coming, you know, what are we looking for. If they have a th- another therapist, then we seek what is bothering you. So I was going to ask, are you, are you getting down to that root of what well, are the things that you're trying to get up, get release? Right? Absolutely. Yes. And that's what we like for the, the packages that are offered. They get um, 30 minute calls with me, two for every session. And so we really try to promote that first call happening before their first session. Because a lot of people come in, they're nervous, they don't have an intention, they're just coming in with no no focus on anything. And they really aren't getting the full benefit from that first session, you yeah. know? You have and to just get them in the right lane to and start And that's kind of help them find their intention and, and yeah. what, what is it that is bringing you to this medicine and have them like maybe work on a mantra and, and journal about it sure. for a day or two before to really get them in that mindset is, is key. It is mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Cause that's when people walk out and say, Oh, it doesn't work on me or whatever, because there it's a, there's a mental part mm-hmm. to it, right. That you have to kind of be focused on mm-hmm. what is the thing that's really bothering I mean, you? It's not a magic bullet. That thing that you stuffed right. way down there, right? Yes. That you've been Doesn't trying just go to get away. out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes. otherwise you might as well be back at the party in high school with me because yeah. you're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not, <laughs> you got to do your side. It, you don't just take it and boom it. And oh, that's, look, here's that's my the problems. hardest part is mm-hmm. doing your part is yeah. the hardest part. Like the integration and whether it's with your therapist or with an integration coach, that's the hard part. Yeah. But that's also equally important. It's like, that's the important part. Yeah. Of course. Explain, yeah, yeah. Just keep uh, explain that. the integration coach, like explain what that means. Well, so when you take the medicine, you kind of, you kind of disassociate <clears throat> and you go to these places, you know, wherever it might be, everybody's different and you can revisit memories um, about your, a lot of time with your childhood and a lot yeah. of grief and regrets that you have or the way you were treated and you don't really know how to make sense of it all. Some of it doesn't make sense. And so is it the se- first 72 hours after you take it? You're really yes. you're really still kind of in it and you've got this neuroplasticity mm. and this ability to rewire those um, neural pathways. Oh, yeah. we've talked about that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's another, uh, uh, let's call it brain technology for lack of a better term, that, that has always been fascinating to me. 
yeah. that the brain has the ability to rewire itself. It's, so mm-hmm. they, didn't, yes. they didn't used to think that, right? It's, this I, is all fairly new. Yeah. yeah. But with the ketamine, it's significant. And so for those first 72 hours after, you have all this, um, all these possibilities of rewiring and also revisiting and kind of making sense of what you went through during that hour or hour and a half yeah, and processing it and talking mm. about it. Because the way we get rid of these traumas that have happened to us that we're sitting on is to speak them. Yeah. Just speak your, the truth will set you free. There's a reason for that saying, right? Mm. Yeah. Write them out in your journal. So I, we talk about journaling and, and then also prepping if they're coming again. So that's kind of what the integration is. It's just kind of what the hell was that? Yeah. yeah. And what does it mean? And how do I continue to get rid of this? Yeah, how do I be process better? this? What do I like, do yeah. with it? What do I do Trust with this information? Me, the ketamine is the easy part of the process. Yeah. What Julie does is the most difficult part. When you sit with her and you have to really confront your truth. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't, the ketamine will open the door, but you really have to walk through it. You really have to be able to sit there and, and admit it and see it and, and feel it yeah. and be able to get it out. A lot of people, the people that don't get the advantage from the ketamine, usually that's what they don't do. They come, yeah. they get the ketamine and oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I dissociated, I'm okay. But they don't sit there and have the courage because it takes courage. Of course. To sit there and be able to say, okay, this is my truth. Yeah. Mm. This is what's possible. And then they just go right really. back. Yeah. Yes. They go right back. They're they afraid yeah. to look at themselves in the mirror. You are the hardest judge of yourself. Yeah. And there's some truth about you that only you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only you know what to what to ask, where to go. What is the thing that you're really avoiding? No therapist is going to find that out. Yeah, yeah. You have to open that door. And I feel like even if, you know, I can only speak from my own experience, but I feel like with traditional therapy, the value that I found with it was less about the, th- maybe the therapy gets you, it takes longer. It gets you to where you, hopefully in, in a best case scenario, like I feel like mine was after 15 years of it or 10 years of it or whatever it was, where you can address the thing, you know what the thing is, you can address it. And if you're like me, you're wired to want to go address it and walk through that door and do that. To me, it sounds like this maybe gives you the opportunity to do that without having to go to 10 years of therapy. Mm-hmm. And That's what some people proclaim that they are, the results that they're getting is yeah. 10 years of therapy in one session. Yeah. I wish it was that easy for everybody, but we do on your see, brain, yeah. depends on the brain, how willing you come to really go there. Yeah. You have to be really open for sure. it. Sure. Mm-hmm. You have to be prepared. Like Julie said, you have to prepare for it. I always felt like, what's the point of going if you're not, you know, going to do your work? You're just wasting your money and really, and, yeah. you, and your time and your energy. A lot of people, I think there are people out there that think it'll just be better. It'll fix me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, a, like a doctor, like, a, like when you go for like a tonsils removed or something. Yeah, but, but it doesn't, yeah. But it's a body that the, in a bottle. That's, that's the world, that's the culture that we live in. Right. We, we want that now. Right. We want that right Give now. Give me something to, to me. fix me. Right now. I want to feel no pain. Yes. Yeah. And I want results right now. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, yeah. and yes. Angie, do, when she was doing like the health and wellness stuff and taking all of her courses, she would even tease me a little bit because you take like a, you get a headache, you take a pill. And I'm like, I don't think it works. She's like, it's been 15 minutes. Calm down. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Give it time. And, but then I learned natural medicine 
works yeah. and it's better for you, but it does. T- you got to you got to stay on a routine of taking something. You can't take. Uh-huh, I was going through right. some medical stuff where I'd take some, these kind of herbs or whatever, and it would be like a week later, and it would be like you've taken it for a week. It's not going to work yet. <laughs> but that's the culture, isn't that the culture? We're yeah. so used yes. to taking we the pill, fast. right? Mm-hmm. You know. And just for those of you listening that don't, now I'm going to really botch this, and then they're going to fix it for me. But <laughs> neuroplasticity. This is my non technical description my my joe average a description of this but the way i read about it and what was so cool about it to me was they used to think if you had like a head injury and a section of your brain was damaged or removed that particular section say oh that controlled your right arm so you're never going to use your right arm again now because the part that that worked on that arm is gone and more recently they've learned they can train another section of your brain that didn't originally control that arm mm-hmm. to control the arm. It's really, to me, it's like rewiring another spot, which is super cool to me. Did I did I describe that properly? You did a very good job, yes. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I understand it at least at some yeah. level. It is not easy, but neuroplasticity is something that we're just starting to understand and to learn how to tap into it and yeah. really take advantage of it. We used to think that the brain was very static. Yeah. It was something that, okay, you're born with that and... That's it. Mm-hmm. But now we know that by exercising, by actually stimulating it electri- electrically, yeah. once and again, because that's the way the brain works, is electricity yeah. mm-hmm. with energy, which is oxygen and sugar. Yeah. So we tap into it many times and you stimulate a specific area, you can get it to replace you know, it's not going to be perfect, but you can still have use of your arm. It's crazy, yeah. though. It's crazy. And not only that- physical, with like, um, issues you have about something. So say somebody's afraid of bugs mm-hmm. to like uh, yeah. uh, the nth degree and they're going to die if a mm-hmm. bug gets on and them. And they can't sleep at night thinking <laughs> about I, bugs. I, and, well, your daughter used to be like this. I think oh, she's a right. little better. I mean, yeah. I'm talking, it could be the tiniest gnat that you couldn't see with your eye and she knew it was there <laughs> I think and she was freaking out. out. I think Absolutely. she's gotten better as she's gotten older, but she still does, you know, she's still yeah. one of people that does not, if there's like a bug or something on her, she's not going to be happy. Yeah, but that is something with that neuroplasticity that mm-hmm. you can even fix that retrain it retrain retrain because usually it's an association right that you had a bad experience or a trauma Mm -hmm. she had a bug on her and at a very young age or something it was a trauma maybe ants or something and so she's she's associating Mm -hmm. all of that experience with that one time one time it's all it takes yeah it's one time the way i like to explain it to my patients is we use on our daily basis, we navigate through the same routes. So we use the same avenues to go where we need to go on a daily basis, and that keeps us going. Yeah. It will block a lot of the things that are around us that we actually don't see. And you have been in situations mm-hmm. like that, and you don't realize. You're so concentrated in one thing, right? The gorilla study, remember? It was a psychological study done. That you have a bunch of people passing a basketball, and you tell the subjects that are looking at this scene, you have to count how many times the black people touches the ball or how many times the ball is passed. And you have 10 people looking at another 10 passing the ball. When the middle of this scene, someone dresses a gorilla, comes in the middle of them, jumps around and goes away. At the end of the study, they ask how many times was the ball passed. 15, 20, 23, whatever number. What about the gorilla? And they say, what gorilla? They didn't see it. 
There's a uh-huh. lot of things that we go about. Because they're so focused on exactly. the Exactly. Okay. You scared me when you said the black people passing the ball. I did I'm, No, I'm no. To people who are dressed in a black okay. outfit or okay, a white okay. outfit. Sorry, okay. I wasn't oh, okay. specific Thank enough. You. Thank you for clearing There's that. People yeah. I was thinking with I was a white like, outfit. What is she doing? No, no, no. <laughs> or a black, okay. people wearing a black outfit and okay. a white outfit. You had to count how many times okay. the people would dress up. The black okay. outfit yeah. would touch the ball or the white outfit. So you concentrated on looking at that and, and you don't see the gorilla I, I that came it. in the middle. That is the crazy. The same way we go about our daily lives and we don't see a lot of things that are around us. Yeah. We are just using those same avenues. Because is it because in your sort of example of our life where we're walking around not seeing things, is it because in those scenarios, is it because of trauma that we purposely just avoid things you're saying? Or is it just because you're saying a habit forms and as a form of habit, that's why you didn't notice the bank robber because you're doing your same way. Okay, that's what you mean. I got you. Because you you know you park out, here every time. It works in all levels. Yeah. So it you works park on here trauma. Yeah. Yeah. It works on trauma. So sure. you avoid going through that avenue, or on contraire, you go to through that avenue every day, every moment of your life, and that will shape the way you react to things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. At the same time. Your mind is trained not to see everything around you because otherwise you wouldn't do anything. Yeah. If you have to look at every fiber of the carpet yeah. or every fiber of this material, yep. then you never go anywhere. Yeah. You concentrate on just I lo- counting I love this. This is, this is the kind of nerd news stuff I say that I read all the time. Always. Not just therapy, but just I, I'm t- totally mesmerized by the way the brain works. And the way I just read something about that, about how... All the inputs that your brain is getting, part of what it's doing is blocking some of it so you don't lose your mind without mm-hmm. overstimulation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And at, not to bring it back to my books again, but I write psychological thrillers because I'm, I am mesmerized by the way your mind can play tricks on you. And you, you, your story may not be what's really happening, the unreliable narrator kind of thing, because that happens in real life where mm-hmm. your traumas are playing and you... When you tell somebody what happened to you, it's not really what happened to you. That's your perception of what happened. <laughs> there to you, yeah, you exactly. go. Very well, there very well you done. Go. Yes. So you know. now you revisit that, and now you have a different perception. Yes. And you have the courage to admit and to go there and see, say, okay, this is what I thought happened. Right. And this is maybe what really happened, yeah. or another perspective, or the other person that was involved. Why mm-hmm. did that person committed that aggression, or yeah. was you know so violent, or something like that? You don't get to see it unless you open that door. Yeah. So you have to open that door, and like I said, the marvelous thing is that we're just tapping into this. Yeah. We're just starting yeah. to learn. It just makes you wonder where it's going to be in 20 Ooh, years. I'm excited. Me yeah, too. We're so ever going to have excited. it mapped all the way out. And this is obviously, you know, I know I'm zoning in on this. This is obviously a very interesting aspect of what you guys do. But you do a few other things there that are particularly interesting to me. Like you do massages as well, right? Yes. And you guys mix that with the... the- with the, the therapy. Okay, yes, so how helps. do you do yeah. that? Is well, it we topical have patient, or no, is that IV. administered? Okay. IV. My favorite uh, way to administer ketamine is through an infusion because I'm always there and I can change the infusion to adapt it to what you need. Okay. Give you more, give you less, make it longer, make it shorter. Whatever you need at that moment, I will, you know, feel you or Mm -hmm. Julie's there and telling me, you know, this person is really not going anywhere. Maybe a Mm. little more will help. Not everybody needs a strong dissociation to heal, 
but some yeah. people do. So I we can manipulate the uh, infusion. Once I give you a shot intramuscular or I give you something orally, I can't change that. Yeah, it's gonna. You took it yeah. what it is and it's gone. You're set. So we have a lot of patients that have chronic pain. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things that I say that I treat in our clinic, it's things that are associated with anxiety. So all the autoimmune diseases, all the gut mm-hmm. diseases, all the, you know, other things, neurological things that you have. You have chronic pain. Your brain learned that you have pain in this area and now you have anxiety around it and you change your life and you're depressed about it. So it all comes together. I'm not going to fix the injury with the ketamine, but I will change the anxiety that you have around yeah. it. So we're always treating the same thing. It, it's d- anxiety. Treating treating anxiety in that example, does it help with the autoimmune diseases and the gut disease and all that? Or is it is it inflamed by the anxiety? Ketamine has a component of it that we're studying, and I just read another article about yeah. it, that is, has an anti-inflammatory effect per se. Yeah. But all the autoimmune diseases, most of them, have a strong anxiety component. That's what I mean. So yeah. if you address yes. the anxiety, yes. does it make those issues reduce yes. potentially okay yes. well, because anxiety yes. you know stress of any kind in itself brings inflammation. inflammation yes and that you know that chronic you know being at a high anxiety level i've we've talked about this before are or, you looking at me well you know you're not <laughs> as bad anymore but that high anxiety stress level it, it leaves your body in that constant fight or flight Exactly. And you're no, you got all these but there's no cortisol and everything's. You never prominent. come down from it. You're just constantly. It's right. It's like your body is just rate, raging your blood through pressure your body and your yeah. immune system. Yeah. Well, that's funny because I never put this together. But not just for my. I know I'm being very candid here, but not just for myself. I have autoimmune issues. I have gut issues. I have anxiety, and a lot of people in my family mm-hmm. have all those same yes. things. So. Wow, I never thought of the association between anxiety yeah. and those. That's impressive. So the massage came, the idea of the massage came because we have patients that have chronic pain. And ketamine has historically, that in that sense, has been used for a long time. We use it as an anesthetic and as analgesic too in surgery or for sedation for small mm. procedures. So in that sense, it's very good for pain. We usually change the infusion to make it very long. And then I said, well, you know, those people need a massage. They will benefit from releasing the muscle tension and the fascia yeah. uh, that is keeping all that anxiety locked up. Why don't we combine it? So I started researching. Is one um, clinic in Seattle and maybe another one now in California that are doing the same thing. So it's, it's very new. We're mm. discovering how far we can go with the infusion because you're in a different table. So I don't want anybody to fall, yeah. you know, and hurt themselves or sure. something like that. But with the ketamine, you're going to release your anxiety a little bit. So you're going to be able to relax and make more out of the massage than if you have muscle oh, tension. And now you're afraid because she's going to touch me in that place that is going to hurt me. And then you're, I'm That's tense. Smart. Yeah. And it's like I'm fighting the masseuse and I can't release the muscle. So we're combining it to see yeah. how far we can go with the ketamine. Wow. To That's take more advantage. So people who are, you know, usually you go to the chiropractor, you go to the acupuncturist. We want to integrate that too. I've done both too. many yeah. times. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now you have something is like, you know, it's not a volume, but it's something that is going to relax you. You're going to take more advantage of it. Wow. Yeah. And you're actually going to, you know, get benefit in the long run from it. 
because know? it will decrease your anxiety too. Yeah. So you walk out very relaxed. I would wonder too if I'm just thinking here where you're speaking is if it would also help for those people in the world that have had um, childhood traumas or traumas, physical traumas of touch and kind of mm. you're in the ketamine and then you're also being touched and just kind of, I would bet them. that that would be very yeah. beneficial oh, as well. Yeah, yes. I would think so too. And See I would how also, the ideas flow whenever yeah. you're just talking, you're like, oh, an idea, an idea, an idea. <laughs> and I, and I was wow. over here thinking, and then I'm outside of the professional side of it, but I was over here thinking if you have anxiety about taking uh, something like ketamine, if you're getting massage, it seems like that also might make you less like freaked out about taking it too, yes. you know, because yeah. I, truth be told, I wouldn't get a massage at all for most of my life. Cause I'm like, I don't want somebody touching me. And the first time I got one, I was like, that was Why amazing. I been this <laughs> it feels really good. Yeah, yeah. I know. So I know. I'm just imagining that combined with something you have anxiety about and taking it might actually help that too. Um, you guys do, this is off topic a little bit, but it's another service that you offer that I also find interesting for different reasons, yeah. but you do uh -huh. hydration or hangover repair therapy. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. IV, IV, IV hydration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. IV hydration, minerals and vitamins. A lot of the people that, uh, have anxiety and depression are low in some vitamins. They may be high on heavy metals. There's a lot of things that we, uh, ingest I should be on the cover them. of your book at this point, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the vitamins, you know, they're not FDA regulated, yeah. so they're poorly prepared and they have a lot of heavy metals. Yeah. If you drink tea and coffee, they have a lot of pesticides and they mm -hmm. have a lot of heavy metals. You have heavy metals in your body is affecting everything. They interfere with the metabolic reactions that we have every second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those things are affecting low vitamin D, low vitamin B, uh, you know, low magnesium, low calcium, yeah. everything. So it will affect the level of your energy. Now imagine you wake up, you're tired. You're tired. You don't the have fatigue. Your exact. immune system. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Everything. I'm so. over here washing down my prescription vitamin D with a cup of coffee. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, you find everybody that is low on vitamin D. Yes. We live in Florida. You're like, what? How is this even possible? Right. But, but we it spend is. so much time yes. inside. I mean, look like at all the technology, right? Yeah. But but um, you know, I was kind of joking about the hangover thing, but it works for that, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so, really good. It's, and this is like a new and upcoming thing that the clinics that are doing the IV hydration. Yes. You know, it's it's just, I mean, doesn't it make the most sense though? It's like you're putting the vitamins that your body needs specifically because you don't need that whole multivitamin. You don't right. necessarily need everything in there if you're eating a balanced meal, which right. most yeah. of us aren't, you know, but if you, you don't necessarily need it all, but maybe you have a condition where you're low in vitamin B. I have something. And where yeah, if I you am, have a gut yeah. problem, you're not absorbing them. That's right. Which is more than half the problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not absorbing your vitamins. You have the wrong flora in your stent yep. intestine. And we need the flora to absorb the vitamins. So you're not. When I give it to you, IV, the absorption is 100%. How yeah. often do you have to give it? Like if someone is on IV treatment for vitamins per se, how, how often do they have to do it? Daily? We weekly? No, weekly. To okay. start, and we monitor your levels. So it depends on your levels and how you're feeling. Then we spread them out some more. 
Does that involve blood work, getting blood work done to yes. test levels before yeah. you get started? Mm -hmm. So it's, yes. you know, this is like, a, it's a doctor's visit because you're, you're needing to, you know, find out where the starting point is and then right. you're monitoring it throughout. We yeah. try to make the clinic that doesn't feel like a medical office. We have a emotional support dog. That will oh, greet that, you was my, soon, that was on my list. Yes. It was on my list. <laughs> as soon as you walk in, Bailey will run to you and oh, greet you. What kind of dog? He's a golden doodle. Oh, hell yes. nice. He's a brat. Oh. So he loves attention. He wants to be there and greeted by everybody. And it's funny because he knows who to follow. Uh, he, yeah. he knows who to go and sit by. Sometimes he sits at the room and he won't leave. You can't make him leave. Or if somebody's going through something very deep, he goes and he scratches on the door. He'll ask to be let in. And he touches the hand of that person like... Telling them, you know what, you're okay. Oh, you're man, here, are the they're amazing. And mm -hmm. he is exhausted at, at the end of the day. I bet he is. Well, because he's, you know, he's taking, taking that energy. Yeah. You he's know. absorbing all that energy. I mean, they know yes. things we don't know. Mm -hmm. They yeah. do. Like, we, you can't. If anybody denies that, we can't talk. Well, it's like if you, you have a dog. You met our emotional Please. support dog when you got yes. here. Yes, she is our emotional support but dog. You, but, you know, you can tell when a dog is in tune with you, and emotional support dogs are trained to be in tune with everybody, but when a dog is in tune with you, when you get mad or upset, they come over right away like, yes. hey, it's okay. It. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Everything's okay, dude. You know, it's funny how they just know that, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. They know you need a little love. Little yeah, love. but yeah. They, they're just wired to know. It's crazy. On one of my experiences with uh, sex delics, I'm going to refrain from mentioning which one, he lay down next to me, this same dog. Yeah. I am his service human. So he lay down next to me, and he would not be separated from me. Oh, wow. Yes. The person that was with me at that moment tried to make him move, from me, and he would not move. Wow. He stood there. He with, needed to be he there. He knew he needed to be there with me. That is amazing. Um, you know, I, I know you don't want to mention certain ones, and I get it, but um, the one of the reasons I was kind of so interested in this conversation with you both is, I don't know if you watched it with me, Angie. I feel like you did, but there's like a documentary about one of these places you can go to where you take psilocybin. I don't oh, even yeah. think it's in the country. And there's therapists per, there Peru. that go, mm -hmm, yeah. is it Peru? And that, that go, you know, walk you through. And it's the first time I ever heard of anything like this. But they, the documentary kind of followed a few people through that had serious, serious trauma, serious problems. And it's they, where they microdose, mm -hmm. you know, but they're going by whatever your trauma was, yeah. whatever, you know, and this is of course, but you know, wasn't and, not, and, not legal. So yeah, but they were like, else to do it. like one hundred percent of the patients were like, "This was a life changing mm -hmm. to me." And of course, yeah, so then I was like, "Wait a minute, there's what it's is all this microdose? All That's all. They're all just microdosing for a certain amount of time. I, that I don't was remember. this play, whatever we mm. were watching. I know they. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's all microdosing because they do have a, a oh, that's major yeah. hallucinogenic. But like you, yeah. you they're mm -hmm. guiding that's you. That's not microdosing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not saying the words right. It's it was tailored to each person yeah definitely mm -hmm. it wasn't just like here's a bunch of you know here yeah. drink from this right kettle. right it, it's guided it and was, everything right. just just like you said microdosing is when you yeah. take such a little amount you can't feel it right mm -hmm. yes. Yes. correct over right. a certain amount of time yeah right? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes but, well that's what we said you know with infusions that's why i like the infusion so much because i will tailor it to your needs and some patients don't need a strong dissociation. They're fine with a very mild 
dissociation. They're just barely out of their minds mm -hmm. or in an altered state of mind. And some people just need to go very, very deep. Yeah. So I am very flexible in my, you know, dosing. I start with something about the same for everybody, and then I alter it and I see how much you need. Okay. And how and long does it take? Like, how long does a session take? How long is somebody there usually? That's a great question. Yeah. Because well, you know, it takes takes a long time. You're usually yeah. at the clinic for no less than two hours. Yeah. Because okay. you come in then. We sit, we talk, Julie goes, talks, yeah. puts your mind into the proper setting, create an intention. Now I go in, I put DRV, and we start the infusion. The infusion can be as long as four hours for chronic pain, wow. two hours, hour and a half, depends on what you need. Yeah. Does we, it go away fast? Since it's intravenous, does it, like when you're done and you take the IV out, does you start coming back to normal pretty quick? Yes, it's... The met metabolic rate is about 45 minutes. You process it and it's technically out of your system now, but you still have, I like to call it three windows. Yeah. The first window is when you're under the ketamine. Right there at that moment and immediately after, I would say about an hour after, you're very much into that altered state of mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you have the second window, which is the first 48 to 72 hours, strong neuroplasticity. They, it can come back to you. You can dissociate again very mildly. Like a flashback. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Wow. So you can go back there. We encourage at that moment to do the integration therapy because you're very vulnerable. You're very open, open. at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're really still there into those dark crevices that Julie said. So we encourage you go there. Don't avoid it. Just go there and explore what is in there. Yeah. Mm. Then the third window is two weeks of the magic neuroplasticity. So that's when the, the tools, we call it the tools that we're going to give you. Go ahead and journal. Talk to your therapist again. Take long walks. Do anything that creates a meditative state of mind. Yeah. So um, eloquence. It's like you're tapping into it yes. again. Mm -hmm. Eloquence, mm. yoga, meditation. Just sit there and just stay with yourself. Sit with it. But people have a hard time doing that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the that's stillness. you're yeah, keeping people still, being okay with yourself because maybe they're uh, the avoidance of those things that of they course. might that might come up when they're by themselves. But that's why they're coming, and that's why we try to say yeah. This is the last, they feel like this is the last resort, yeah. kind yeah. of. But hopefully this will be the first resort as this kind of, you know, starts, is progressing in the research that's done on it. And they're, you know, seeing all these positive things that are happening. Hopefully this will be the, the first thing. I did have a question about ketamine because we worry about, you know, people, you know, are taking painkillers for their chronic pain and getting addicted. Is it have an addictive, uh, is it addictive at all? Or is it more just the feeling that you know what i mean like of i'm gonna use a strong word now okay absolutely not oh good <laughs> no yeah. that's great though because yes. so many people don't take those other things yes. because i'm afraid i'll get addicted to it and then is they it? are suffering yeah, because of, of course they're not mm -hmm. taking something it mm. seems like yeah it, things like this it almost seems like they are made for this in a way isn't it what is ketamine made from do you know like it's an anesthetic. It's synthetic. It's an okay. anesthetic component. Oh, it is? Okay. That, yes. I could tell you the whole Okay, that's name. why... I, I'll have to read it. It's yeah. so long. Okay. But it's something that has been used for the last 60, 80 years probably wow. now. 
as an anesthetic, yeah. okay, it has analgesic properties, you know, it has that dissociative use that we used to block. When I started medicine close to 30 years ago, we used to block, we used benzodiazepines, we give it to you before so you will not dissociate. Yeah. Mm. Because if it's not guided, it could be terrifying. Yeah. So we used to block that effect. Now we use it the other way. The other way. I yeah. want you to dissociate in this controlled environment. Let's explore that area yeah. so we can tap into it and make use out of That's it. That's where like the breakthroughs are coming through now. Yes. But um, it, do they use ketamine in regular surgery? Like yes. when you're getting put out? Because I yes. just recently had surgery where I got put I out. I use it all the time. Is it always used in anesthesia? It's not necessarily always, but yeah. in certain surgeries, like if you're going to have orthopedic surgery, yeah. it's very good to prevent the pain that you're going to have afterwards. I probably oh. had it because I had a hip surgery, so yes. I probably had it. Wow. If the anesthesiologist was really good and really mm -hmm. into the modern anesthesia, we use it in very small doses after your sleep. I don't mm. use it to put you to sleep. I just give it to you before they cut you. So I am blocking the receptors to avoid mm. that pain from happening oh. or decreasing it a lot. Interesting. Yes. That is because your body's still... Your body still knows what's happening. Of course. You're just out. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. That. That's, That's why another, you have the pain when you wake yes. up from a surgery, yeah. usually. Yeah. That's another study that is ongoing right now is where your mind goes when I put you to sleep. Because we always wonder that, don't we? Mm. We're like, where how did you? I not, how is the last thing I remember them putting my leg up in this mm -hmm. thing, you know, up in the air? All, all you know of what that I mean? It's so fascinating to me. It's the same thing as like dreams. All of it is very similar to me. Mm -hmm. Like there's something else going on when you go, when you get in that state. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, it's like. We don't know. It, we no. don't know yet. No. But. It's yet. why it makes sense that if you can use an anesthetic like that to put somebody to sleep and they go to La La Land somewhere and they don't remember anything, why can't we use it for something like this that we're talking about rewiring and, you know, why can be can't beneficial we? for multiple things. We can, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I do a, a, I would say it's a very informal study that I do with my patients when I put them to sleep. I have a very short period of time that I can talk to them. Mm -hmm. They're usually very vulnerable. They're scared. I'm going to put them to sleep. They're having surgery, so it's scary yeah, to them. So they're very open to what I'm going to say. So I have my funny techniques. They're called the Brandon techniques. We joke in surgery because I developed them, and it's my technique. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I will use, you know, pressing on the mantra press, pressure points, you mm -hmm. know, be in your forehead, in your chest, and make you take a deep breath. And sometimes I tell that the veterans, policemen, fireworks, uh, firemen, I they wake up very aggressively. Yeah. They can wake up very aggressively because they're trained to react that way. They're like, they had their defenses were down. Exactly. Yeah. So they're trained to wake up that way and they can hurt me or they can hurt themselves. Yeah. yeah. I should be more concerned about them, but I don't want to be hit when they <laughs> yeah. wake up. And I have. Yeah. And oh, I have. Wow. And they have no control of their strength. Yeah. So they're going to go at yeah. me. And they don't even force. know what they're doing. They're, they you know. don't know. So I tell them, I said, well, you know, I'm very little. Please don't hurt me. When you wake up, don't hit me. And I tell them, you have to wake up very calm and relaxed so you won't hurt me. 
when you wake up. And I look at their eyes when, when I'm saying this and I'm pushing the anesthetic. So I'm kind of giving them an idea. Yeah. I'm implanting myself in there and they wake up and the first thing they say, did I hit you? Oh, they, you know, but stuck. it's the last thing I said. Yes. It's the first thing they say. Wow. So it's, it's so it goes there. And in that sense, I say a lot of things to different patients, depending yeah. on the patient, you know, is you're going to be okay. Or I hold their hands, you know, I'm there. I'm, you know, putting a hand so they can feel someone holding them yeah. as they go to sleep. Those little interventions go very far. Mm. Yeah. very far so in my way i've been trying to figure out where the mind goes when they're asleep yeah and i'm keeping you alive but i'm neutralizing your brain i don't know where you yeah. are where are you yeah i don't know where you are you know it's also something about humor and comedy i've noticed i not to sound like i'm sickly but i had a couple major surgeries at the beginning of this year end of last year beginning of this year and I noticed that, like the anesthesiologists and the doctors, everyone's always joking with you and and with each other, and it, it making helps. it light. It yeah, helps. it really mm -hmm. helps. Of and course. I must be an oddball because every time I was going into surgery, like I don't take any drugs in life. I drink alcohol sometimes, but and I mean any. I'm not against it. I just don't. I'm just not. I just don't do it. But when they give you the medicine before they. You know, I am the furthest thing from stress. You've been there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Happy <laughs> juice. We call it happy juice. Yes, it's, happy, a, it's the happy yeah. juice. Yes. So, yeah, whatever they give you when you're it's like, can I just like, take that home? Yes. They call it like a shot of tequila. That's literally what they call it. But when you're going from the prep room to the actual operating room, there's something they put in there. Yes. And it's immediately like, oh, wow, this is the best thing ever. It's like, it's like warm butter. It's great. Yes. Yeah. And you feel that warmth in your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, you're relaxing. Yes. So your the blood flow changes to your limbs. Sure. So you feel all that Just relaxation, like and you lose your inhibitions too. Yeah, for sure. And mm -hmm. I feel like you know to tie it back to your business, you, the mannerisms that you have with a patient yes. like that when you're starting to administer medicine that's you know has a psychoactive uh, aspect to it, it it has a lot to do with making them all of a sudden like, oh, I'm okay. This is great. Okay. Instead of, you know, it goes back to the whole high school thing yeah. again, where you're not in the right environment. And I, you, I've heard mm. stories of people taking psychedelics back in the day in the wrong environment, having a bad trip back in the sixties or whatever. And it, from not having your brain in the right place and not having a safe place to be and who knows how much they took or what they mixed it with. And I love that you guys are able to take this and are making it into something that is really helping people. I feel like these there's some major breakthroughs coming in this whole category. Yes. I want to say too, for the clinic, we've had a, a few people come from, there's other clinics in Central mm -hmm. Florida. We've had recently a few people coming in that have gone to some of the other clinics, or at least one for sure that I know of, and it's a totally different ball of wax. They put them in a room, they give them the ketamine, they leave. And they they're never, by and they're on their own. They don't get this talked to really. That sounds terrifying. <clears throat> yeah, and so they come to us, and they're they're like, oh my god, totally different. That's they the only way so I would much, do it. By the way, know? I would only do it with someone right there holding my hand. Of whatever. Course, yeah. pick it. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> um, but you know, someone holding my hand and making sure I'm not Speed. freaking out. You know, yeah. trust me, we cry with the patient. Yeah, we laugh with them. We cry with them. Sure, I we personally, with them. yeah, Very we, exactly. Yeah. We are connected, and yeah. if we are not in a good place at that moment, the session is not as good. 
Yeah. Mm. You have, I have to prepare. Everybody's open. You're, you're all sort of open with each other that way. Yes. I love you've kept it. You've, it's a wellness center. So there's a different, you know, there's something you expect different when you walk into someplace called a wellness center. Yeah. Yes. You know True. what I mean? Like overall. Overall, it's yeah. that spa-like kind of feel mm-hmm. and very re- relaxed feel when you walk in. Yes. You kind of know it's a place you're going to be taken care of, mm-hmm. you know? That's the idea. And we're also very new. Mm-hmm. So we're expanding into more things and trying to give more services to our patients, whatever they need. So what do you, what, what's for the future? Like what's coming up? What, do you, what are things you want to incorporate into the wellness center? We want to do functional medicine. So we want to, you know, mm-hmm. take the whole environment, the, the, the person as a whole, mm-hmm. and say, okay, you have these problems. This is manimis, the manifestation of something. So we're not only going to look at your anxiety. We're going to look at your gut, at your lungs, at your habits, your nutrition, mm-hmm. the way you're approaching your body you have to take care of your body you need this vessel and as long as this vessel is healthy Mm -hmm. you are going to be healthy too you're connected to it remember we're not a unity we're a colony Mm. we have millions of things inside of us exactly we're we're kind of the host for all of it aren't we Mm -hmm. like that's like we're just here we're like hosting you guys but you know have respect for you know that that other all the other life forms that you're kind of hosting and take care of take care of like you said the vessel that they are trying to survive in exactly. you know but, feed them the right things give them what they need so they can treat you good right? as well yeah it's exactly. almost like you're i'll get philosophical it's a whole nother podcast but we, i feel like it's almost like you guys are getting us back to the way that we're supposed to be and somehow whether it be society or environment mm, over over years <laughs> over you know however long but it's we've gotten so far away from how we're supposed to be and we almost forgot how to be the way we're supposed to be because if you're hosting all these things you would think it all just gets in line and works but you know it takes some no. work to get it right now it's and it's it's from decades decades and yeah. decades of just kind of this little right like the slight veer mm-hmm. off yeah. on the highway and here we yes. are now yeah. you can't see the main road anymore right mm-hmm. so they're great- very easy pointers that we can make a lot of the things that we eat are not really nutrition they're mm-hmm. products that you they're edible yeah. yeah but they're not food yeah so we yeah. Like eat a lot of those Packaged. They're products. Yeah. They're Stop just products. in those yes. middle aisles. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, there are people who are walking two miles a week, meaning they go from their bed to their car, from the car to the job, yeah. back, and they, they're not walking. They're not moving. Yeah. You're sitting down all day long. You're not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. We're not designed for that. Nope. You need to move. We're biomechanical. Exactly. We, we bi- you know, yes. mechan- you know, you think of that. Mm-hmm. You, you got to move. It's got to move. And we're so yeah. detached from nature, too. There like, you yeah, go. That so, was my next was that, point. Sorry, I jumped no, in. No, no, <laughs> please. A big please one for me. <laughs> for both of us, you know, yeah. we but, love nature. And you have to be in contact. Get dirty. Mm-hmm. Touch a tree. You know, yeah. admire something. Feel the breeze. Feel the sun in your skin. Yeah. You have to look at water. 
You have to take walks in nature. Mm-hmm. Well, there's I, so many things too. So we've talked, we talk about stuff like this all the time, but we're kind of tuned in. Like yeah. I'll, I'll be I'll almost pull over to see a sunset. Like, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. how many people on this road don't even pay attention there's, to it. They yeah. don't. Well, but being by water, think about when you go to the beach, how you, do you feel when you come, who goes to the beach and say, I'm in a really bad mood now? Nobody. Right. Because there's physical things in yes. the air, the negative ions that float mm-hmm. around water. You breathe them in. They boost your mood. They boost serotonin. Yeah. You touch the dirt. There's microbes in the, you know, there's mm-hmm. microbacteria exactly. that boost your, mm-hmm. your, your immune system. That's why like in um, nursing homes, they do soil therapy. Of course. Because it boosts the, the immune system. And we're so, like you said, decades and decades. It mm-hmm. just keeps going a little bit, a little bit. Oh, we're just going to introduce these TV dinners. They're fast. They'll make yeah. your life easier. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're just going to introduce this kid. Yeah. Oh, you know, and mm-hmm. it's veered us totally nutritionally. A, totally away from where we need to be. Yeah. And it's sick society. Yeah. yeah. Very sick society. We don't awful. want to spend time cooking. Yeah. Well, preparing that meal, touching those vegetables, mm-hmm. cutting, cutting them and cleaning every it's part of the process. Yeah. So it's supposed to be something that you make, not something that you pull out of the freezer, heat it up in the microwave and off you eaten. Yeah. A yeah. product that is edible is not really nutrition. Yep. So it's, we it's, need all those things. I mean, I don't want to sound like a cliche, but you it know is. what? Though, it's it's, even for someone with no medical experience whatsoever, I would think just most of us in the world, if we just listen to the things that you two just told us, we need those basic few things. Every one of them, you're like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, it's like it seems yeah. obvious, but we don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so crazy. Mm-hmm. We do forget. Well, we also get in, just like you said, how they were watching that ball and they didn't see the gorilla. We're doing the same exact thing every day. Same exact thing every day. And we and don't see know. the other things. We just had this talk about the monotony of we our start life. Feeling, we start feeling And I like, said, okay, something, we got to change something. Because yeah. it's the same, we're just, yeah. you get up. It's like Groundhog work, Day, right? you know? You park right. in the same spot. You go, and, and, and that's like, why yeah. for, for us, it's like this move and everything we're doing, it's like awesome. It means the next three to five years are going to be so dynamic and, and different. different. And a change. Because it is that day in, day out, day in, day out. Got to make something quick for the kids. I've been working all day. Day. nobody's stopping and going well hold on is, is this nutritious even yeah. um, i remember a guy sued years ago because the white stuff inside an oreo had no food product in it if you you know dissect it all, sued for that? There, this <laughs> was years ago i have to look it up maybe i'll put a link in the show oh notes to it but he sued because there you know there wasn't any food in it so it's like <laughs> We, we know it's that was surprising. That do was surprising you, to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that to be able to call a product meat, yeah. it needs only 35% of meat? Yeah, but see, that's this is a greedy what situation that started 65% that. 65% is what? Uh, yeah, what, uh. is, what is it? Surprise. <laughs> yeah, silica. Yeah, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah probably. there's silica in, in ground meat. Oh, ground goodness. meat products. Yeah. It's oh, crazy. Great. I was going to make burgers tonight. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get the good stuff. <laughs> Silica burgers. We always, yes. we always just spend a little extra and get the good <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. It's so, worth it. So we're, we're growing the business as far as like just adding more... Um, what am I trying? Services. Services. I love it. Yes. She does it at I least one time have, every... I have a blank out every single time. <laughs> I do it all the time. You know, it always happens. We have you know. a, a wonderful therapist who's also, you know, psychedelics or ketamine-assisted therapist, Solomon Richberg. He's also with us at the clinic. He's doing some free meeting groups for people that are just sometimes curious about it and just 
come on over, it's free. You sit there with other people who have done ketamine or have done other psychedelics. Mm. And you're less afraid when you see someone else that is looks just like you, has the same problems as you, has not lost a finger because they did a psychedelic or, you know, yeah. their nose. Or, exactly. They don't look like an alien right now. So we're working into that. They we're can working. probably tell you, too, how what it was like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. People love to share yeah, all those course. stories. Mm -hmm. um, and you also have um, Sean Winfield that works for you as well, as yes. a coordinator and a personal coach. Sean and I have a similar story as Julie and both of us, Sean and I, um, we met through a third person, mm -hmm. completely unrelated, and we immediately click because we are in the same path. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean is a veteran. He's a combat veteran, and he feels very strongly about this. And we met uh, probably a year and a half before I even opened the clinic. I was just thinking about it and studying and we sat together and I said, you know, he's like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, because I can't not do it. I have to. Yeah. So he was like, I'll be there with you every step of the way. Wow. And he has. He's the muscle around the clinic, he likes to say. <laughs> but patients really like him. He, you know, he is a veteran who brings a lot to the table. Yeah. And, and he's been around that. Exactly. So he I mean, it's kind of hard when somebody's talking about PTSD, especially from the veteran standpoint, when you're talking to somebody who's never experienced it, you right. know, but when you've ex exactly. been, you know, you're around somebody that's been like, yes, I have either seen people go through it. It's real. It's a real thing. It's I know a what real you're going thing. Through. Exactly. Yeah. So he's there. He connects to the patients. He makes the patients feel very safe. He's, you know, making sure some people under when they're dissociating, they can uh, be very active and they try to stand up and they can hurt themselves. So he's there to help us and make sure that everybody's safe. You're not standing up from that chair. Yeah. You're not pulling an IV. You're not walking into a door or doing anything. Yeah. So, you know, we're both women. And if you're under a ketamine, you are not going to have measure of your strength. Right. If you want to stand up, you are going to do it. Uh, yeah. And I can throw myself at you, but it's not going to be enough. You need two people. Yeah. So wow. he's there also to guarantee that patients the are safe, that, yeah. that we are safe. You know, it, people are very vulnerable when they're there. So you want to know that someone is watching you outside of that door. Mm -hmm. Right. So we keep surveillance in the rooms. So there's one person with you at the room at all times. Plus, Sean is under surveillance. So we don't record anybody. We can't. Yeah. I'm not going to do mm -hmm. that. That's not the point. But he's looking at every room. So he knows when to walk into a room. Right? Somebody's very active, you know, yeah. moving their hands Just or their feet. Sure, yeah. Whatever. Some people scream. Some people cry. And mm. it gets very intense. Yeah. yeah. So Bailey's there, the dog. Yeah. And Sean is there too. You know, we're all watching, <laughs> making sure that you're okay. When you hear someone screaming from the bottom of their soul, yeah, releasing that energy. Wow. So he's always there. And, you know, it's just, we need that component of someone, like you said, that mm -hmm. has that veteran point of view. Yeah. Right. We want to expand into the veterans, offer them more services. It's very hard. This is this is an expensive treatment. I'm mm -hmm. not going to lie about it or be shy yeah. about it. It is taxing, <coughs> and we understand that veterans have great difficulty paying for it. So we're working with the administration 
you know, Veterans Administration. Yeah. We're trying to convince them of the value of our services, trying to, we have a nonprofit that we established. It's I was going to ask in the that, works. Yeah. It's in the works to be able to offer these services for the veterans. Oh, that's amazing. So when people qualify, you know, women who are abused or in homes mm -hmm. that need this support, they just went through a tremendous trauma. Yeah. So we want to offer those services to them. Oh, I love that so you're starting the It's a work in progress. Yeah. We're, we're working very hard. I usually work seven days a week. You and know. I'm sure there's other um, local nonprofits that you could partner with too mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that maybe have, you know, a certain portion of their proceeds that can help veterans with this kind of treatment if, if they need it. So if anybody is listening that's a part of a yeah, That will be wonderful. We're yeah. very open to mm -hmm. anybody that wants to participate in any kind of form, volunteering with us and just spreading the word. Be be a witness to this and just go out there and say, hey, this can help you. Let's get you to try something. And like I say, it doesn't even have to be with us. Yeah. Just go with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Just try it out. It's a, it's a different approach and is offering great opportunities to heal people. Oh, I just love try that. it out. Just go and do it. And, you know, we get people that come and say, hey, this other clinic is closer to me. By all means, go. And if you just call me, you know, they have my cell phone number. Yeah. Just call me and I will give you all the information I can or the oh. support that you need. I will answer any question. I'll be there for you. Just call us. We are offering oh. all of that just to make sure that people know what they can benefit from. Yeah. You know what, like just listening to you right now, you can hear in your voice that it's, it's almost like a desperation that you have just yes. <laughs> like for real, for people to yes. please just get, please, I need you to get the help that you need, yes. but you can hear it in your voice. And that's, I'm sure, you know, stems from, you know, your son going through this and you feeling like, there's nothing else that I can do right now. I have to move forward with this and help people. And you so, know that it works that's very commendable. because not everything so does, right? Yeah. 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 And it sounds like you guys, I know it's great that you're saying, you know, just go anywhere, but it also sounds like you guys have a very interesting recipe with the, you know, the, the former military person on staff with the dog, it, it you with know, Julie with, with helping Julie the, and yeah, with you guys all, be, all mm -hmm. being there in there. Uh, or nearby when someone's going through this, that sounds like a very specific recipe that I don't know anyone else is doing. So, you know. I don't think anybody else around here is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You may be onto something. I hope that if somebody else is listening, they go at this with the same passion that we are going at. Yeah. Everybody, all the, everybody that is at the clinic is as passionate as Julie and I. Yeah. You know, Solomon is, Sean is, Bailey is. We're all into this. We all have our own trauma. We all sure. have our own stories. And we're very open to say, yes, I have done this. And he has helped me in this way. Yeah. And we're here just to just to try. So if anybody, like you said, if anybody else is listening, just go at this with the passion that we're going. It doesn't work for 100% of the people. Uh, and we're not going to be Nothing able to does. help everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no we're medicine trying. can help everybody. We're trying so, yeah. very hard. We're trying yeah. very hard. We're working very hard to offer these to anybody. Just at least offer the knowledge that yeah. this is available. This yeah. is out there. Just go, go for it. Where are you guys located? 
Baldwin Park. Okay, okay. so you're close by. Yeah. And yeah. then how do people, they just go to your website and then... Yes, at the website they have uh, our phone number. Okay. They can call mm-hmm. immediately. They can send a form. It will get to my email immediately and we usually answer within a couple of hours. Excellent. We'll put, a link, to the, we'll put a link to your website in the show Thank notes you. as well. So Thank as you. always, if you're listening, you just scroll down yes. and click it. Yeah. And we put a lot of links in the website of everything that we, all those medical studies mm-hmm. that I say, that then at the end say, oh, this is the proposed mechanism yeah. of action. Medical studies are not fun to read. I'm just going to tell you. No. I had to do so many of them for school. <laughs> They're <laughs> very long, exactly. Very complicated. Yes. But we're always putting more information there. Everything I say, and sometimes it's not the what you want to read. I know. You know, it yeah. didn't work for this person in this specific case, but it's okay. I want yeah. them to know this is the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just try it. Yeah. Just be open for it. I awesome. love it. Are well, you thank you guys closing or am I so closing? much. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming you. out. This, this has been really enjoyable for me. I'm super interested in the technology, let's call it. Yeah, and, uh, and thank you so much for joining us. I love that. I love he called it technology, though, because it kind of is a technology. It is, you know. It it's is. just, you know, it's it's not, you know, physical. Like you can't touch it like a real technology. I mean, I guess you could. Well, I mean, there's there's technology that you can. I mean, I I guess I think of the brain for some reason as technology yeah. in yeah. a way because yeah. I mean it's the master computer, right? It certainly is. Absolutely. You know? Thank right. you for having us. Oh, very well, much. You are so welcome. So we have enjoyed very much. Thank you so, so much. We. It was thank very you. informative, guys. You answered all of our questions. Yes. You really did. Thank you <laughs> thank so much. You. And for then that. some, may I say. And also, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Listen to the show. We love that we can bring you small businesses um, like Air Med Wellness Center. And make sure to check them out. And please share if you know somebody that is suffering and, and could use this. Definitely make sure to share. And guys, remember, at the end of each and every day, it's all fine and dandy. Would you mind... 